welcome to Morty Vicar, our weekly podcast about culture, theology, and life, where James and I sit down and talk about a live issue and how we, as followers of Jesus, can respond. This week, we're talking about where you live. And the reality of it. Yeah. So we are in Bristol. Yeah. Um, in case you're a Morty Vicar podcast listener and you don't know what this podcast is um it's from a church in bristol in england um james what is the view of the rest of the country of bristol that it's a lovely city to live in in the west country um relaxed probably doesn't have a huge amount of ambition to it but it's kind of it's kind of creative laid back fun loving wallace and gromit yeah um balloon fiestas yeah um, it's the, the remember the, the, the gateway the, to the west. Well, that's what Bristol thinks of itself. I'm not sure the rest of the west thinks. <laughs> no. And also, it's that lady, um, funny accent cider, and that lady from the last. Do you remember when they had the um, when Theresa May called an election, and they had the lady? Was she from <laughs> Fishbowl? I can't remember. She was from somewhere yeah. in Bristol. Oh no, not again, not again. You know, yeah. and she was, and, and so, um, and uh, both you and I have done time in London. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like <laughs> was, that's a crime. No. I loved it. Yeah. Um, you didn't. No. Um, but but loads of, like London, lots of London people love to move to Bristol yes. because, you know. Yeah. Um, and the reason we're talking about Bristol is just a couple of incidents that have got us thinking. Yeah. So Boxing Day 2023, very late in the evening, um, just within a matter of feet of the front door of the building in which we are now, B&A Church, um, there was a an attempted murder on um, someone, uh, I think a, what was described in the press as a, a gang of people um, jumped someone walking up mm. Gloucester Road late at night and um, uh, he was taken to Southmead Hospital and, and um, he survived. Um, we don't know anything about motive or in individuals, but um, speaking to the local policeman, he, he said that this was a kind of a, a standard event in... Um, an unusual area so you know in essence knife crime is part of the life of this city was what he was saying but this just happened to be an area where it doesn't normally happen and then the recent news in bristol yeah there were two young lads 15 i think so 15 14 south bristol south bristol and um they were killed last weekend murdered um and police investigations are ongoing um and um yeah, so that that's uh, and, and you know that's obviously very young and not an attempted murder. It, it's it's actually murder. And so the thing we wanted to talk about was um, it is possible to be somewhere and to have a view of that place and it not actually to be um, real, yeah, or it not actually to be the view that is shared with everybody else. Yes, um, and so. It, let's just we're sticking with knife crime you know I, you know you might live in bristol so one of the things i will say so we live in the northwest bit of the city yeah and um and it's a little bit edgy but what i mean by that is that you know there's a busy road and there's lots of graffiti um and there is some crime yeah. my kids have been noticing a lot of smashed car windows yeah. around our streets recently but actually compared to the vast majority of the country we live in a very very safe place yeah and so one of the things is often kind of like i, I will say as a parent of teenagers actually one of the great things about bristol is it's it's a, it's big enough to be a city and have that kind of city swagger but yeah. small enough to feel as safe and it's a really good yeah. city to grow up in yeah 
and actually, I've got to be honest and go, that's speaking as a resident of resident of the northwest corner of the city and yes. not of one of the estates um, on the outer edge. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what we're going to talk about is how we can how we can sometimes live somewhere and not see the, the reality of what other people's lives and situations might be like. And, and this is all within the context of us talking about um, our vision, which is bringing Bristol to Jesus. So what we're thinking about when we say that is not the sections of Bristol in which we live and our perception of Bristol. Actually, it's the city in and of itself. And so if you might not be living in Bristol, you might be living in a different part of the country. And, and it's it's seeing the places where we live through God's eyes, not through our own filters that we put onto particular areas. Yeah, so... And I think one of the, just we, we talk about this podcast being culture, theology and life. And one of the things um, Bill Johnson, a pastor from um, California, talks about the West um, and, and how the West is geared towards comfort yeah. and fleeing pain and suffering. Yes. So we could be having a conversation about how our generation treats the elderly. Yes. And actually, we don't like to face pain, suffering, yeah. and death, so we put them in homes. Yeah. We, it, it might not necessarily be about knife crime, but actually, that we, we we need to start with. A, we recognise that we live in a culture where the pursuit of comfort yeah. and the pursuit of good things yeah. um, is primary. Yeah. Um, and what we then do is we flee pain and we yeah. flee suffering in the Western world. Which is going to harm us if we're seeking to reach the whole of the city because if there's sections of the city where there's pain and there's sections of the city where there's less pain, then we're going to be less likely to reach, if we're in the areas where there's less pain, into the places where there is pain because our, everything that we're taught is to run away from it, but actually pain is um, part of the city to which we're called. So the theologian and philosopher Carl Truman talks about this, about how, like in the medieval time, nobody went to church uh, trying to answer the question, can my life be made better? Uh, they <laughs> wanted to meet with God in the midst of suffering and darkness. Yes, yeah. um, whereas in the West, actually, the default is come to church and Jesus will make your life better. better. And yeah. so actually, he, again, it's linked to what I was saying, is that kind of yeah. that just this strange moment in history we are where we think that life should yeah. always be amazing and wonderful yeah. um, and actually sometimes isn't. Yes, um, so how do you, so let's, so just, I, I think to kind of, uh, some things that are kind of like sort of struck me thinking about this. So, you know, I go, oh, knife crime, Bristol, I associate that with London because yeah. London's big and scary. But actually, I think there's over a thousand knife crimes in Bristol every year. Okay. And on the rise. Yeah. Um, if you carry a knife in this city, you're likely to be aged 12 to 24. Okay. Um um, and, and the police are constantly working on this. As you said, yeah. you talked to our local beat officer and he basically implied it's rare for your street, but it's not rare for the city. Yes. Um, so how do you, so, so how do you as um, followers of Jesus, begin to ask the questions that I think challenge us about our naivety about the places that we live? Well, I think we need to listen to the things that we don't like to hear. Um, that's the first thing. So I remember a very brave article written in the um, Bristol newspaper, the Bristol Post, about 15 years ago by a guy who had moved away from Bristol and moved back. And he, he started his article off by saying this is going to make for uncomfortable reading. And he talks about there being two tribes in Bristol. Essentially, to use language um, to summarise it, 
there's there are somewheres and there are anywheres. So there are, there are people who come from somewhere and there are people who would live anywhere. Um, and he had been somebody who had come from somewhere in Bristol and had become an anywhere who would live anywhere. And he basically said the city is run by somewheres, um, people who are from somewhere in the city and have lived in that somewhere all of their lives. Um, and there are anywheres who spend their time um, off around the rest of the country telling everyone how wonderful Bristol is. Um, and, and he would... It, it was uncomfortable that, 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 to listen to this um, description of the city as there being two tribes that live in it um, and, and recognising that actually in the life of um, this caricature of Bristol that's sold around the rest of the country, there's, there are missing ingredients to what life is like in this city for lots of people. Um, and, and part of our journey as a church over the last five years has been getting to see and understand what life is like, even going out the other day and, and prayer walking and, and um, offering to explain Jesus to people. You, we saw different things about the road on which we spend a lot of our time than we would do the rest of the time. Because if you're just going from A to B, you're not thinking, you're not, you, don't, you don't see it. Um, so I, th- I think it's, it's the listening and seeing things in a way that God sees them rather than our cultural filters and the way that we just function on a day-to-day basis persuade us um, and, and suddenly we see things that are not seen yeah and and then it's kind of beginning to try and understand other people's stories and circumstances yeah so we have parts of our city and this is as you said interesting enough where, where and it'll be where somewheres live but there will be every city in the country will have these areas yeah um so one of our our privileges have been working closely with the church in Loch Lees over the last mm. probably nearly 10 years now. Yeah. And actually Loch Lees is an area where probably the vast majority of people, there hasn't been a lot of employment for nearly three generations mm. now. Um, geographically, Loch Lees is an area that has kind of one, two, I think I think about three roads in. Yeah. Um, four, but one of them is only for buses. Yeah. Um, and uh, it is an area that has, um, a lot of the houses were built as short-term houses after the Second World War yeah. and people are still living in them. Yeah. Um, and, and it is an area that, that can feel it's less than a mile from where we are, but can feel like another an, yeah. another another part of the world almost in a sense because it's so different to where we are. And actually, do we understand what life is like for somebody in Loch Lees? Mm. Um, and you have these moments. So one of the things I remember st- talking to a member of our church family who had been delivering food to somebody um, in in one of these estates north of the city. And it was in a heat wave, and they noticed that the, the person had bought um, a hot tub because mm. I think they'd had them in the middle of Little or somewhere, mm. uh, and had filled it up with water and was complaining about the electricity. And the person I just said, you know, I felt quite guilty because I found myself saying, well, they shouldn't be buying these kinds of stuff. Mm. And then suddenly realizing, but I'm saying that as somebody who's probably going to go on holidays later in the year, and this person has never been on a holiday, you know, and yeah. I, well, they've been to Western Supermare for yeah. for a day. And and that kind of once you begin to understand what other people's lives are are like and how different they are, you then begin to see well, how does what does it mean to follow Jesus into these places and with these people? Yes, um, yeah. So that's kind of some culture and un- understanding understanding our city and how it it really is. We're going to do some theology now. Is that right? So mm-hmm. we're going to thinking about. Well, what is it about um, th- this moment where we've seen violence come and, and the city that we advertise or think of in a particular way suddenly has 
the wrong branding on it suddenly looks different. Um, how do we process that? What What is God saying to us through that? So I think there are two theological points we go to. First of all, is the importance of place. And then yeah. secondly, uh, we'll go to the human heart. Yeah. Um, but I think we, and it, it back actually again in the West and this kind of thing, as you said about anywheres, is that if you read the New Testament, actually if you read the whole of the Bible, um, the people of a place really matter. Yeah. Um, and this understanding of local, locality really matters. Uh, and so the powerful, powerful truth of the gospel is that Jesus Christ is the Lord of everywhere. So yeah. you get that with, um, isn't it Laban who comes to see uh, Elisha? Hmm. So, yeah, it is Laban. Who's got leprosy? So no, no, Laban is. I'm getting confused. What Laban is, is the um, is the father of um, yeah, uh, yeah, Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca, yeah. yeah no, no, not not Laban. Um, what is the name of Naaman? Naaman. Naaman. Laban. Excuse my. Yeah. Anyway, he's got leprosy. Comes to see Elisha. He gets healed, and then he says powerfully, "Can I bring some of the soil back with me so that I may worship your God when I go home as well?" And, and and there was this kind of um, ancient Near East thinking that the gods were local, and of course, it, and 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 the God of the Bible reveals Himself as not being local but being everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Um, but but within that, places matter. So the people of a place matter. So when letters are written in the New Testament, they're written to the church in Corinth, yeah. the church in Ephesus. Yeah. And so there is, first of all, I think a, a high call and an understanding for the church that we are the church in Bristol. Yeah. Uh, and that we have, uh, as such, um, we have a responsibility for um, to partner with God and what he is mm. doing in the city of Bristol mm. um, and in this place. Um, and, and actually there is a sense of calling to Bristol. So we don't, actually as Christians, we shouldn't, even if we did make, you know, kind of make the choice, it'd be a nice place to raise a family or a nice place to get a job um, or to come to university and stay, yet, whatever it might be, mm. that actually we have a vocation to this city that, yeah. that however we came to be here, that there's something in the sovereignty of yeah. God that meant we are his people in this city at this yeah. time for his purposes. Yeah. And so actually if you are listening and you, you live in a city yeah. or a town or a village and you are following Jesus, that actually part of your vocation, part of your calling is to the place and the people where God has planted you. I'm turning, um, to Genesis, and I probably won't be able to find it, but I'm thinking of um, Hagar and Ishmael and, and the God who sees um, uh, Hagar as, as she is yeah. sent away um, and that God is the God who sees. Um, and, and, and there's so much about the way that the world we live in highlights the the preferred and the privileged and, and the one who is um, anointed for success, the celebrity culture and, and wealth and power that, that means that actually um, uh, we as Christians need to um, see and stand with the ones who are unseen by the world and forgotten and whose stories are not told. So actually if, if the way that we talk about Bristol is is shaped by the world's values. Oh, these are all the things that match on to what makes Bristol into a great city. And we ignore actually, yeah, this this is a city that has its problems and there's darkness here and there there are people who are forgotten and mistreated um, and, and are left behind. And, and we as a church are engaging with them because we see... Um, them not as projects but as as people who god sees and loves and actually we we um we know that we will be enriched 
if we um, uh, can in, and make friends with and be well, um, uh, brothers and sisters to them. So, I mean, it goes on beyond reach. I was listening to somebody talking about why it was so important that the early church met in households. And, you know, one of the arguments is that was the place they, you know, households were more than just, you know, there could be anything up to about 30, 40 people if it was a kind of a very wealthy household. And it would be made of family, extended families, slaves, um, um, and employees, all kinds of thing, and they were saying there was something quite powerful that that actually what they would do, what they would have done in culture is they would have kind of because it says in the New they would have kept their roles. A slave was a slave, and a son was a yeah. son, and a daughter was yeah, a daughter. Yeah. And around meal times and everything, there would have been kind of you know, normal ways of doing stuff and the ways of interacting. Yeah. But then when they came together as church within the same household, all of those rules went out the window, yeah. and they met as one people, which yeah. is what Paul's. Um, he's very clear at the Corinthian church that they've brought the cultural way of doing food into yeah. their, their yeah, church yeah. way of doing food and the Lord's Supper and when actually they should, you know, the least become first and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And so that's actually the call on the church in any place is to say actually a, a city will have all sorts of ways of, of ordering itself. Mm. Um, and actually when we meet as church, we need to turn all of those relationships on their head yeah. um, and we need to display something that says we are all in this together. So there is something really powerful about the church of the city working together and working across, um, you know, geographical boundaries and socioeconomic boundaries to display what it looks like to be the people of God in a place. So that's the first theology thing is actually if you are listening and you live somewhere, yes, you have, you have a vocation and a calling from God to that place. Yeah. Um, the second thing we've been reminded about, though, was the human heart. Ah, Yes. Uh, what's how do we pronounce it? Solzhenitsyn. Solzhenitsyn. Alexander Solzhenitsyn, who said famously that the line between good and evil does not run uh, down the middle of Europe, between the east and the west, but down the, the hum- human heart, the middle of the human heart. Um, it's it's the same as the G.K. Chesterton, dear sir. You know the, the Times asked the question, "What's wrong with the world, dear sir? I am, am. yours truly." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's essentially, um, it's really easy to other. The concept of sin, so sin belongs with other, uh, is 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 in other people to point the finger at the other, but actually, um, the I, I, I too am sinful, um, and and therefore the line between good and evil runs in in my heart. I am in both made in the image of God, but yet that image is marred. I am um, sinful from birth, um, and left to our own devices. So this is the so in a post-Christian world, thinkers like Stephen Pinker would want us to hear that actually if we removed Alice Roberts, who is a kind of fam- one of our most famous humanist residents of yeah. this city of Bristol, if we could remove religious guff yeah. and religious nonsense, we would be left with wonderful humanism and yeah. we would be able to come up with, we would hang on to human rights and human ideals and decent behaviour <laughs> um, and we would all get on really well. Yeah. And yet um, our friend... He's not really a friend of us, but Tom Holland, who, you know, says um, the writer Tom Holland, the historian Tom Holland points out that this is actually in human history has never been the case. Yeah. It is that when left to our own devices, we end up um, we, we end up creating systems that are unjust, systems yeah. that have insiders and outsiders yeah. and have winners and losers. Yeah. And we don't treat each other um, fairly. And now we've just got to be reminded that outside outside of Jesus, this is where our hearts lead us. Yes. Which then I think may lead us back in some senses to some of the stuff we've been talking about in terms of vision, that mm. actually it's wrong that the gospel belongs to the privileged, um, that the, the privilege of knowing Jesus belongs um, ostensibly to the privileged in this city, that, that the 
you're more likely to grow up in a Christian household if you live in an area of wealth than if you live in an area of deprivation in the city. Um, and so we, we're desperate to play our part in, in making sure that that isn't the case, however long it takes to do that. Um, uh, just on a quick aside, it's worth saying, because actually it's, it's not that um, the educated and the middle class uh, ha- hang on to Christianity as a culture. It's that... Um, we've talked about this before, the idea of um, salvation economic uplift, yeah. is that quite often what happens when people come to faith is their their lives get turned around. And when their lives yeah. get turned around, um, they find employment or yeah. just th- things change. And, they, and then they get the opportunities that some of us have been beneficiaries of since we were yeah. born to live in better places and to bring up their children differently. Or supposedly better places. Supposedly yeah. better. Yeah, thank yeah. you, James. Supposedly better places. Yeah. So, so it's not that... It's not that so you know, and that and that's one of the challenges. Why the I think the church has a has to see its responsibility as citywide, because actually, it it's um it, it's a really beautiful thing when lives get turned around and when families get restored and people are able to, um, in, you know, improve live better. Yeah. and that's what Jesus does ha- help you to do. Um, but then it does mean that we, we what we need to do is recognise actually we have a a call to the whole of the city and to help those who've not yet discovered that. Yes. So we started off with knife crime, didn't we? Mm. And how people, um, how that jars with yeah. our understanding of what Bristol is. But then actually there's a, there's a recognition that for lots of people, that is their city. Yeah. Th- this, is, th- this is their understanding of the city. This is the reality of daily life. When we lived in Hembury, the, you know, the buses for a time didn't come to Crow Lane, they they stopped because um, people were just throwing bricks at, through windows at bus drivers, and so actually that just cut off a mobility for a whole um, s- area of the city. Um, so this is this is the reality of the city that we live in, as Solly Nitsen would say, it's the reality of the human heart that there is rebellion, there's sin, there's enmity. Um, but the redemptive work of Jesus reaches into that and and begins to change it. And and the issue then is if if we live with this perception of what the city is, um, and and it's a perception that's um, made in in our image and not actually real, then we we miss um, the truth of what the city is and. and and what it's like, and how much it 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 needs the light to shine into the darkness. So, if if you're listening, um, I think the the two bits of homework, yeah, uh, you can do, uh, which requires a little bit of thinking, a little bit of reading, and then I think also praying is number one: don't be embarrassed about where, wherever you live, yeah, uh, and open your eyes, look around, and. Ask God to show you what are the needs of where I live. So as you said, like when, when you and I met, one of us was in Clifton, one of us was in Hembury. Yeah. So we didn't have buses not coming through Clifton, but we did have some of the most kind of lonely, broken people going yeah. because so many people had moved from London for this better quality life they hadn't found. So actually, where I live, the people around me, ask the Lord to show you what, what the needs are there. But then number two, think about the whole of the city. So if you're listening and you think, oh, I'm really fortunate I live in a nice area, um, ask um, or find people and talk to about what the needs of 
the the rest of the city is the the places where people don't have employment or where the buses as you said aren't coming or where the police are going well actually knife crime is normal here um and then um yeah and then if you're a member of bna find out how you can get involved through one of our little churches and if you're listening and you're not a member of bna what does your church do um or what can you do to to play your part in in what god is doing in in the whole of the place where you find yourself sent to by him thanks for listening